Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Thank you so much team. It's, we're so blessed to have the, the, the people and the team we have and again seeing all the awesome guys up on the, the tech desk there this morning. Was, uh, uh, we had a, a little glitch you might have noticed earlier but uh, that's no one's mistake. Just technology has glitches sometimes doesn't it? Has anyone ever had technology without a glitch? I mean I'm sure you have sometimes but anyway. Anyway. Uh, look, I, I am so overjoyed this morning because my wife is with me in church. It's the uh, first time Rochelle's been able to come to church in about f- over four months. I don't know how long it is, but uh, great to have her with us this morning. And praise God, we're allowed to have babysitters. Uh, we didn't just leave the kids at home. Hi, guys at home. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, just to let you know, the shoeboxes, I've got a message uh, in the chat there. We saw October 20, I haven't got my phone now, October 24th, Sunday, October 24th is the cutoff for the, the shoeboxes. So make sure we get them in. Thanks, Carol, for updating us on that one. Well, this morning, my plan was not to preach. This morning, my plan has been for many months to, we were going to have a guest speaker and uh, to be honest, it was an absolute joy and privilege to be able to, to go and visit different churches as we went around Australia. And uh, this morning, I'd really hoped to have Pastor Morris from Tennant Creek. Um, and actually, I think we've got a photo to put up on the screen there. There we are. There's our family at Tennant Creek uh, Christian Family Church. It's a great name for a church, isn't it? Christian Family Church. Um, and Tennant Creek is, if you're wondering where that is, it's pretty much if you drive from... Cairns or Townsville, and you go across into the Northern Territory, um, you hit Tennant Creek when you want to go north or south. Well, it's south just a tiny bit, but it's pretty much just on the corner there. And uh, just down there, you can see my hand. (laughs) Uh, There we are at at Tennant Creek Church. It's a a small church. There was quite a few people actually away. They were doing, having some family time, but um, mostly Aboriginal, a few Africans in the church. few Western Aussies, like, uh, I felt totally at home in that church, and we were so blessed. As you can see, that it's not a fancy building by any means. Um, up until recently, I think they had a dirt floor. They've just recently got some, some rubber tiles on the floor, uh, but a very basic building. But I tell you, we felt so a part of that church community, and then uh, I know Dave and Cheryl were visiting the same church just a couple of weeks afterwards. Um, you can take that down, thanks guys. Um, but we were so blessed in that place. You know, church is not the building, church is not um, the, the physical things, but it's when the people of God come together. And we were so blessed in that place. And Pastor Morris, I said, we'd love to have you as our guest speaker when you come down to Melbourne for National Conference. But then it got moved to Adelaide and they couldn't come and we couldn't get Pastor Morris here. But, uh, and everyone said, oh. <laughs> Just while we were talking about different places we went, we also went south from Tennant Creek down to Alice Springs and uh, spent some time at the Alice Springs Church. And I think we've got a couple of photos there too of uh, the Christian Family Centre in Alice Springs where Ben and Rebecca Matson are the, the pastors there. And I think we've got another photo. They, they've been having uh, church in a circus tent. Church can be a circus sometimes. Um, 
and uh, they've been meeting in that circus tent for about two years now, I think. Um, I've been, been uh, lucky enough to spend a bit of time with Ben Matson over the last 10 years or so. And just seeing how God is moving in that place. They have singing in English. They have singing in different Aboriginal languages. And you walk in and there's couches you can sit on. And there's some chairs over there. And there's some straight chairs if you want to sit up and like feel formal. Or, and, uh, and you can see heaters. There actually is heaters in the Alice Springs Church. Um, I was blown away by that. But we did sort of need them. They did. I didn't. Maybe. Anyway, uh, it's just a couple of photos, and God's doing some amazing things there. They're actually just right now, I think it was last week or the week before, they started their new building project. Because um, to be honest, in summertime, it is so hot in that circus tent, I'm told. So um, thank you, Lord, for providing for that building for Ben and Rebecca and the church there. But this morning, I, I, I didn't want to preach. I, I knew we had conference all week, and to be honest, it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we had conference, and I had meetings in the morning, and it was nights as well. And then Friday and Saturday, I was absolutely blessed to be able to be part of an international leaders gathering, just talking about missions in different nations and connecting with Pastor Alan and then uh, Pastor Lorna and Joe and... Um, Pretty much all the pastors from other churches overseas that we connected with, just meeting with them over Zoom and uh, having a great time. But it's been a really, really full week. But God stirred my heart on, I think it was Tuesday afternoon, and just put a word in my heart that I just felt I, I had to share with you this morning. So um, God helped me to speak words of life. And actually, that's pretty much the title of my message. I choose to speak words of life. We've been talking about I choose. This morning I just felt God say to speak on this theme of I choose to speak words of life. We are the church. It's not a building, it's you and me. Anyone who knows Jesus as their saviour, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Jesus calls us the light of the world. God wants us to know life, to know the, the, the hope he has for us, to speak life, to share life, and to be bringers of life, to be peace bringers, to be hope bringers, to be life bringers. John 10.10 10 says, Jesus came, um, the thief comes, sorry, to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and life abundantly. And now we're called to follow him, to come and bring life abundantly, to, to share life with people. What did God do in Genesis chapter 1? If I leave it long enough, you'll get uncomfortable. Genesis 1, he created the world. It says he spoke and the world came into being. He spoke and the that the trees were formed. He spoke and animals were created. He spoke and light came into being. He spoke and people came into being. He, and he breathed life into them. God spoke and it became so. And we have been created in the image of God. We have been created in the image of God. Now, I just want to point out, I'm not agreeing with or approving of the theology that says just name it and claim it. There's a wrong theology that says you just speak it and you'll receive it. And I don't believe that is a right theology, but our words are powerful. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says this. Thanks, guys. The tongue has the power of life and death. 
and those who love it will eat its fruit. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. Our words are powerful. I want to choose to speak words of life. Just imagine for a moment that when, it, when we spoke, instead of sound waves coming out of our mouth, imagine for a moment that every time you spoke, physical stuff came out of your mouth. And, and if it was nice words, if it was pleasant words, it would be like this beautiful, rainbow-coloured, beautiful stuff coming out of your mouth. But if you spoke negative, critical, discouraging words, it would be this brown, horrible, stuff coming out of your mouth. It'd be pretty disgusting, wouldn't it? Um, I hope this is a really good visual that sticks in your mind. I wonder what the pile around your feet would be looking like today. I wonder what the pile of our words would look like if we look down to see what words have been coming out of our mouth. I want to choose to speak words of life. Just lately I've been reading a book about the power of our thoughts it's called Winning the War in Our Minds. But this other question came to mind as I thought about this. And the question of where do our thoughts come from, though? Have a listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 22. It says, Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. The eye is the lamp of our body. If our, if our eyes are good, if we're focused on good things, then our whole life will be filled with good things. But if our eyes are bad, if we're focused on evil or, or, or wrong things, our life will be full of darkness. Luke chapter 6 Verse 45 says, A good person produces good things from a treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. If we want to speak words of life, we need to think words of life. And if we want to think words of life, we need a heart that is full of life. We need to know the love of God in our heart, that it would affect our mind, that we would speak out of a heart that is full of love and goodness. It's no, no good just trying to speak words of life if our heart is angry and bitter and twisted. It just won't happen. We need a transformation on the inside. If we want to be, speak words of life, our heart needs to be full of love. For our heart and mind to be full of love, we need to be careful what we focus on. Church, be careful what you focus on. Have a listen to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 to 9. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts 
and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, now listen to this, he says. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Church, I want to ask you this morning, how's your focus? How is your focus? Where are your eyes looking? What are you reading? What are you watching? What games are you playing? Those of you who are computer gamers. You know, God convicted me when I was about 18 years old. I, I used to have a Nintendo 64. In, fa- in fact, I think we've still got it in the cupboard somewhere. Probably taking up valuable space. <laughs> but I used to love playing Mario Kart sometimes, a bit of Formula One racing. Like, that was good fun. But then God convicted me. I had these other games. And compared to some other games I know that are out there right now, it was kind of like, um, you might say, well, it's, it's nothing, Andrew. What are you worried about? But I had this game, James Bond. And when I was a kid, I used, to, I used to really enjoy playing that game. But I remember a time when I was 17, 18, somewhere around there, and I just, as I'm playing this game, I'm thinking, why do I want to play a game where I'm running around shooting someone? And I just had this conviction. I just thought, I just don't want to play this game anymore. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I've gone and socialised with people since, and I'll jump on and, and try and play a game with them, and they shoot me and I die constantly. Um, I'm pretty bad at computer games. And and I'm not saying it's a law in my life, but I don't want to play those kinds of games. That's my my personal conviction. If your conviction is different, pray about it. I had this other game, Avatar, Avatar, not the new one, like the old James Cameron one. And I thought, no, I don't want to play that anymore. I still like playing Mario Kart occasionally, a bit of Formula One maybe, but I could happily give it up tomorrow, today. Today. How's your focus? What are you focusing on? What shows are you watching? Sometimes I think, oh, we can, we can think, oh, well, this is okay. It's not affecting me. But how is your focus? Let's not drift in our acceptance of the world's standards. Let's rise to the standard of Christ. Let's be different. How's the talk in your circle of friends? How's the, the talk in your life group? How's the talk in, in your, your family? Let's rise to the standard of Christ, not just go to whatever standard the world thinks is okay. How's your focus? Have a listen to what Philippians, uh, Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, just before about talking about focusing on what's good and right and pleasing and pure. Chapter 3, verse 12, he says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, and I say amen. But I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let's press on to the goal. Let's not just drift with where we think, oh, this won't matter. But let's press on with intention in every step, like Rach read just before I was tempted to read that verse, but Rach read it for me. Thank you. No, thank you. I wasn't going to read it. I was thinking about it. (laughs) 
How's your focus? Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And we are called to follow him, to lay down our lives. But if I'm really honest, I think as I, I look around at Christianity today, not saying anyone in particular or any, not saying us as a church in particular, but I think we need to be careful. I think if I look, I look around, we have a, an easy, we have the possibility of slipping into a sacrifice-less Christianity. We can so easily be, be, be drawn into this idea that Christianity is all about saying, God, thank you for forgiving me, now just bless me. Thank you for giving me everything I want, for helping my life be nice, for my, making my life just to be how I want it to be. That is not the calling of God. Jesus says, come to me, surrender your life, give up your life, and I will lift you up. I will raise you up. I will use you for my glory and for my plans. Let's not slip into a sacrifice-less Christianity that just says, bless me, bless me, bless me. Make my life better. How is God calling you to lay down your life, to speak words of life, to bring life, to help others find the life that he has for them? If you've been forgiven by Jesus Christ, if you have given your life to him, you have been bought with a price. My life is no longer my own. I've been bought by the blood of Christ. His blood has set me free. He purchased my freedom upon the cross. And my life is not my own. If that's you today, your life is not your own. We're either a slave to sin or a slave to Christ. And I know I'd much rather be a slave of Christ than a slave to sin. A slave of sin just ends in destruction. The slave of Christ receives the inheritance for eternal life and relationship with God today. I just want to pause on that for a moment and I just want to get real with you on some things right now. Anything, Andrew, you already are. <laughs> to be honest, I really would not like to be our Prime Minister right now. I certainly would not like to be our Premier right now anywhere in the world. I would not like to be our chief, I tried so hard to say that, chief health officer. I think we should pray for those people. We, we need to be praying for our leaders of our nation, of, of the things that are happening in the world today. We need to be praying for these people. We're commanded to pray for them. And I know there's different opinions, different views, different stances on vaccines and COVID and all those things in the world right now. I just want to say, though, we all need to pray and have a personal conviction about what each of us should do individually. It's up to you to choose what you do, how you go about it. I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But to be totally honest, I don't believe it is right for people to be forced to have a vaccination. I believe it is totally wrong for people to lose their jobs for not being vaccinated. I believe it is wrong to create two classes of people in society. And I believe if we look at history, history will teach us that there is never a time when history looks favorably, favorably upon people who have divided humanity into different classes of people. As I said, we've all got our, our different views, our different perspective, 
But God has called us to speak life. He's called us to speak words of life. He's called us to bring life in every situation. We are not to speak down to anyone. We are not to criticize. We are not to mock. We are not to belittle anyone who does or doesn't agree with what we believe in. And that can be about COVID, that can be about vaccinations, that can be about even our own faith. We don't criticise and condemn, or we, we, we don't, don't tell people they're stupid for saying that they don't believe in what we believe in. We are called to speak words of life. I think Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 8 apply very well to our situation today. He's speaking about eating meat offered to idols, but I think we can kind of look at it and think about, well, what would he be saying to us today in our situation? He says, now regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue. Now just pause for a moment and kind of let's just rewind and and just put in our current situation. Now regarding your question about, yes, we we know that we all have knowledge about this issue, but while this knowledge makes us feel important, It is love that strengthens the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. And I am saying I don't know very much about the details, the science. I'm not a scientist. I'm a pastor. And I love God, but I don't know the answers to all these things. Anyone who claims claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. But... The person who loves God is the one whom God recognises. Let's speak words of life. We have our personal convictions, but let's speak words of life. Then he goes on and talks about in verse 9 how he says, you know, be careful not to cause others to stumble by you have your, your convictions and they have their convictions. Don't cause them to stumble because of your convictions being different to their own. In other words, don't let this become the main thing. Don't let your focus become all about this and forget about what our hope is in. And then finally in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 19, Paul says, even though I'm a free man and I'm not a slave I'll read it. Even though I'm the free man with no master, I have become a slave to all to bring many, many to Christ. Paul said, you know what? I have my view on this, but I'm going to become all I can to all people so that I can help win any to Christ that I can. And for us as, our, as individuals, as we pray about these things, our, our, our prayer should be, God, how do you want to lead me for your glory? God, how do you want to use me? God, what do you want to do in my life so that I can help reach my neighbour with the love of God? How, How do you want to use me? How do you want to lead me? What's your will for me in this current situation so that I can be for your glory? If we want to speak words of life, let's speak the name of Jesus. Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the saviour of the world. He is the one who is coming to, lo- to judge the living and the dead. Yes, we're all going to die one day. That's not news to anybody. And we have a judge who is coming. His name is Jesus. And people need to know this saviour who has come for them. If we want to speak words of life, let's speak the name of Jesus. 
I'm going to ask the band to come and we're going to finish this morning by taking communion together. And I really pray this morning that at this time, at this, in this current season when the enemy would want to come and steal, kill and destroy, that we would just get more and more a laser focus on Christ. That we wouldn't fall away because of persecution. That we wouldn't get divided because of differing opinions about different things. But we would say, we're going to preach the name of Jesus. We're going to live for the glory of God. We're going to keep our eyes fixed on Him. And we're going to know His peace. We're going to know His joy no matter what happens in this life.